My guest today is a descendant of one of the most well-known business families in the United States, the Ford Motor Company. Last month, Ford announced the unveiling of the highly anticipated and limited production ultra-high-performance Ford GT Supercar. With a listing price of around $400,000, this luxury motor car has come a long way since the creation of the first assembly line, Fords. I'm sitting down with Henry Ford III, the great-grandson of the founder of Ford Motor Company, to discuss the GT Supercar and the evolution of Ford's business model. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Now, before I introduce Henry, I want to be able to talk a little bit about this to set it up because a lot of people who are listening, hey, you're a little bit younger, you might not remember. In fact, I was only like six years old when this happened, but Henry Ford II engineered a factory team to become the first and to this day the only American manufacturer to win the 24 hours of Le Mans overall. One, two, three, ending Ferrari's reign of the classic European endurance race. I mean, this was huge. It was Big. I mean, bigger than big. The wind changed. It changed Ford. I mean, it became overnight more than just Ford. It became a worldwide brand. And a year later, helped Ford II launch the first pan-European auto company. I mean, this was monumental. I mean, this was the biggest thing to hit the car industry. And Ford of Europe, many took today. It took, you know, if you take today back and you look back on that period of rivalry between Ford II and Enzo Ferrari, it was racing's golden age. I mean, this was the time. And all the way through up to about 1970, uh, we'll find out when they finally got out of those races. But I'm telling you, this was big. And here we are at the 50th anniversary of Ford's 1966 overall victory at Le Mans. And they're bringing out the brand new 2016 Ford GT Supercar price tag $400,000 plus, and you got to apply to get it. So with that, let's talk to Henry Ford III. Hey, first question, you came back into the business. I mean, it's been a family business, but it's a big corporation now. But you were teaching, right? And then you came back into this business? Yeah, I was. Um, so I, I first, I guess, became interested in education uh, when I was in college. And um, you know, I, I am, am very thankful, um, to my parents because they never really, you know, they didn't pressure me into joining the, the family business at all. They, you know, their advice to me from a young age was, um, you know, work hard and, and find something that you love and, and go do that. And I knew in the back of my mind, I think that one day I would, um, start working at Ford, but, as I said, you know, in, in college, I became interested in education and, and, you know, looking back into my sort of younger years, I always had great teachers and they had always really had a positive impact on my life. And I, 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 I sort of felt, um, a desire to, you know, fulfill that role for, for other people. And so I, I, um, I was a teacher for a couple of years and then, and then I joined Ford in, uh, 2006 um 
And that was right about when things started looking a little gloomy um, for Ford and for the auto industry. And for everybody, you know, in the, I, for everybody in the whole country, actually, it wasn't just you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, you know, I, I, I guess I did a little bit of soul searching and, and decided that I didn't want to watch things go south for Ford. Um, you know, from the sidelines, I, I wanted to get involved and I wanted to help and I wanted to, to be part of the team. And, um, so I sort of felt, I guess, a kind of a natural pull into the, the company as opposed to being sort of pushed into it. So, um, you know, I'm very thankful for that. When you think about it though, there's a lot of teaching that goes on in business, right? I mean, I know you were teaching history and math, but I think the math would come in very, very helpful on the, on the business side, but, but, you know, but there is a lot of teaching that goes on even in the business. I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. And, um, you know, specifically, I think a lot of it also comes down to communication and, uh, listening and, you know, presenting to groups. I mean, a lot of the skills that you sort of try to work on as a teacher, you really end up working on in the business world as well. So oh, I think there yeah. certainly are some links. Yeah. I'm just curious. And I want to get into why you really came back and talk about GT. And I want to talk about the racing. Cause to me, that's really exciting. I was former, you know, CMO and I used to sponsor a couple of, of uh, the cars, um, both in, um, NASCAR and, um, at, um, and IndyCar as well. But uh, let me, let me get in, uh, what I'm going to do, we're going to talk about Le Mans and a few other things, but well, um, how many, how many family members are in the business? I'm just curious. I've never heard that number. Well, um, my, uh, my cousin Bill is our chairman and my dad, Edsel is on the board. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, my cousin Elena, uh, works for Ford, my cousin Al, my brother uh, Calvin, and I, I believe at the moment that's it. Al's out in L.A., though, right? He is. I do yes, know. I is, know exactly. Al. I know Al. He's, yeah. he's provided me with cars before for television shows and for a couple of other things. Yeah, he's a great guy. He, uh, he does all of our guy. kind of product placement out in yeah. uh no yeah, he's 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 a really nice guy, and I never knew. Yeah. Him. I never be honest with you, you know, just gotten to know him as a person. Not that you know Fords are different than other people, but you know, I didn't know him as a Ford. I just knew him as Al, you know, and he and he owns a restaurant in L.A. as well. Yeah, yeah, La Dolce Vita in Beverly Hills. It's delicious. It's a very good restaurant. Hey, today I'm discussing the evolution of an American brand since being founded in 1950 by American entrepreneur William Rosenberg. See, you thought I was going to be talking about Ford, but I'm talking about Dunkin' Donuts. It's always kept its business owners running. I pick up my Dunkin' Espresso every morning to help me take on the day, rev my engine, so to speak, since we're talking about Ford and we're talking about the GT, we're talking about the big race. So all business with Jeffrey Hazlett and America runs on Dunkin'. That's our gas for the day. So what drove you back? I mean, to come back to the family business, you did say about the, you know, the downturn and so forth, but you're, you're helping lead this entire new race team, right? And the things you're doing there? Yeah, and so this, you know, I I started. I've I've been at Ford for about ten years, and and so this job, I've just been in uh, for about the past year, year and a half. So, um, but yeah, this is this is an, an, uh, a a really fun project to be involved in, and it um, it 
it, I think, marks a really important anniversary for us as a company, which is the 50th anniversary of our return to Le Mans. So, and you know, in 1966, as you know, we finished first, second, and third in uh, in the 24-hour race at Le Mans, and it was a it was a big deal for us at the time because my grandfather Henry Ford II had been in talks with Enzo Ferrari to to purchase Ferrari, and those talks kind of broke down. And so my grandfather was obviously very interested then in racing Ferrari and, and seeing if he could beat them. And this race, they had really dominated for such a long time. And it, it was, and, you know, in many ways still is the, the preeminent uh, sports car race in, in the world. Um, and so in, in 66, we won uh, first, second, and third, and, and, and then won again in 67, 68, and 69. And, and then we sort of pulled out, and we haven't really been back um, as a factory-supported race team to Le Mans since the late 60s. So this is a, a pretty important anniversary milestone for us, and, and uh, so it's fun to be able to celebrate it, and and but celebrate it in a way that I think is also very kind of forward-looking because this new – for GT, there is there's nothing um, you know there's nothing backward looking about it. I mean, right, so there are certainly far. yeah there are certainly some aspects of the design DNA I think that that you can certainly pick out and there are some cues from the historic GT40. But this is um, you know this vehicle for us is really kind of a showcase of, of technology and innovation, and it's very forward-looking. Well, it's certainly not for everybody. You're only going to be producing, I think, what, 250 units per year. The sales for that somewhere, somewhere around $450,000, roughly, give you rough numbers, give or take yes, a little roughly. bit, right? Yeah, give or yep. take, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so how, how, how long ago did you have to start planning for making of this car? Um, well, you know, I... I was not, I sort of joined the team a little bit late and, um, you know, they had already been working on the vehicle. So, uh, let's see, we are now in May of 2016. I, I mean, it's been, um, you know, it's been two or three years of, of, I think, planning. Yeah. I mean, most people don't understand that, that when you go into something like this, it's not a, just a turnkey decision. I mean, it's something you have to think a long, long and hard about. You're putting a lot of money in before you start seeing the returns back. And you you got to really do a good job in order to make that happen. What makes you feel like this is the time to do it? I mean, when you look back, I, and I'll talk about that. I talked about that in the intro, that that was kind of like the golden age of ra- racing between, you know, your Ford the second and, and Enzo Ferrari. That was like racing's golden age. And then that led you guys to take over and launch Ford in, in Europe, quite frankly. Um, so what, what made you guys say, okay, now's the time to do it again? Well, I think it was I think it was a combination of of you know celebrating the 50th anniversary of our historic win in 1966, and then it was also, you know, we haven't we haven't had a car that was capable of racing in the GT class at Le Mans really until now. I mean, this you know the Ford GT road car um, is you know being homologated for the racetrack and and. Frankly, they are pretty similar vehicles. I mean, you can, um, you know, you can tell by looking at the road car that you know that this thing just looks and feels like a race car. And um, you know, so we've never had a vehicle that we could race at Le Mans um, that would be competitive. And um, you know, we started building the road car, um, you know, as kind of a, 
a sort of a nod to the to our victory back in 66 and then we started building it and, and the engineers were, said you know hey we can probably race this thing if we homologate it and uh so the the decision i think became um pretty evident and uh as I said, it's it's really kind of a, a celebration of our history. Well, a lot of people are calling this the the supercar. Why why is it so special? Well, it's special for us, I think, because you know, as a as a mass production, um, you know, volume producer of vehicles, we don't typically build um, low volume, hand built uh, supercars like this. And the car essentially is almost all made out of carbon fiber and aluminum. Uh, it's got our EcoBoost engine technology really kind of pushed to the max. We're getting, you know, we're going to be getting over 600 horsepower out of a three and a half liter twin turbo V6. So it's really a combination of power and efficiency. And we've got advanced aerodynamics on this car that we haven't used before. And it's really, um, you know, it's it's really a showcase of technology. Okay, i got to take another break here, and it's great to have the good folks at Liberty Tax on board All Business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on CBSPlay.it. Liberty is the fastest-growing retail tax preparation firm ever with over 4,000 offices across North America. And it's a great seasonal franchise opportunity, so if you're thinking about getting into business, hey, you can go to Liberty. They'll tell you whether or not you can deduct your car vehicle and how much you're going to get for mileage against your tax and everything else. These guys know it all. They're really good. So if you're looking for great tax prep services, you know, look to Liberty. They're the guys that are waving, you know, as you drive your Ford right by. Let's get back. Let's get right back and talk to Henry about this. So what, let me ask you, I'm curious. So what's the total number of cars you're going to make? 500? We have committed to, at this point, 500. So uh, two years of 250 each year. And um, we have not committed yet to um, to additional production beyond that. Yeah. So, and then the other thing, you know, with a price tag of 450, not everybody's going to be able to buy one of these. We all know that. Only, you know, um, as we said, 500 people are going to be buying it right now. And depending on how well it goes, maybe you'll go beyond that or not. But don't you have a, a personalized experience as well for other people who can't maybe afford this or, or but yet want to have some kind of virtual experience? We do. So we have um, we've built kind of a, a configurator, a customizer online at uh, 4GT.com. And you can go online and, and, you know, kind of, quote unquote, build the 4GT of your dreams. And you can, you know, choose from um, the, the different available exterior colors and stripe colors and calipers and interior colors. And, um, you know, you can uh, share the link with friends, share the image with friends. And, and so it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a fun way that, that we've, you know, tried to make the car accessible to to everyone. And, and you can at least you know, you can at least print out a picture of your dream car. Um, you can at least have at least have a color copy of that. You know, that's, yeah. Uh, so, what do you drive? Go ahead, finish up, and I will ask you. This. Oh yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know, and then, and then we have a lot of great partnerships as well with, um, you know, for example, with Microsoft Forza, we have, um, you know, we have the Ford GT in the latest version of Forza Six, and that's been a great hit with a lot of our fans. And you know, for such a realistic race car game. You know, they and and they were uh, really, really highly embedded with our engineers uh, for uh, almost since the beginning of the program. And 
you know, so they we use our CAD CAD data and and uh, to to create sort of a really realistic model that you can drive online. And so, you know, it's kind of another way we we sort of hope to make that connection to customers who may not be able to drive it in the real world, but at least can drive it in a simulation, and it, it feels pretty real. Yeah, what about, the, the other thing is you can't just go to the dealer to get this, or prob- or maybe you can. I, I, I've read something about the concierge service. I mean, this is something where I can go and get a, some kind of personalized purchasing experience. Yeah, exactly. And um, so we have, you know, when we sat down, and started thinking through how this process was going to work. Um, we just started looking at the numbers, and and when you look at the numbers, and you think to yourself, okay, how do you how do you allocate and distribute 250 cars per year mm-hmm. when you have 10,000 dealers globally, um, and really sort of an undetermined level of customer demand? And so, I mean, we knew that we had to take a unique look at this program and and create a process that was thoughtful and and fair and accessible to everyone. Um, because, as I said, this car is really it's for us. It's a showcase of innovation and technology, and we want to find those customers out there who will use this car and drive this car and be true brand ambassadors for Ford. And so we built this kind of customer application um, to, to help us understand the relationship that our customers have with Ford out there and, and to better understand how they would basically enjoy driving their Ford GT. So we want them to kind of tell us what they would do with the car. And um, once or I should say, if you are selected to purchase a Ford GT, we have a team here that we're kind of calling our concierge service, and they will reach out to the selected applicants and really be their concierge service, uh, 24-7 support through the ordering process, through the delivery process, through the ownership process. So they'll work hand-in-hand with the customer and the dealer to really make sure that the experience is... um, is is really kind of world class, and so it's really a, a personalized and and tailored experience um, for both the customer and the dealer. But how do uh, do you have to be like George Clooney to get this, or can the average Joe that that wants to, when I say average Joe, for the person, the car enthusiast that really wants to put the money up, can they get through that process? I mean, and I yeah, get- no, and 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 that's a great question. That's exactly why we have built this process because we want to find those enthusiasts out there who we know will use this car and and who are true brand ambassadors for Ford. And a lot of our, you know, our current Ford GT owners um, fit that uh, description pretty well. And so we wanted to make sure that we did have an organized and and thoughtful process to really understand everyone out there who's interested in purchasing. And then, you know, ultimately we'll have to make some tough decisions, but, but our hope is that we, you know, we put the car in the hands of, of folks who uh, who will really use it and enjoy it and love it and, and help celebrate the brand with us. You know, is that, I'm going to ask you a question. This relates back to your teaching history before you got there and you were a junior high teacher. Did Is there a historian at Ford? Because I'm, I'm thinking back when someone's got to decide this, hey, hey, you guys remember back in 1966 we did this 50 years ago? There's got to be somebody in there that's thinking of these things. Yes, we we do. We actually have a uh, a, a fairly extensive um, corporate historical archives, and we have a couple um, archivists and historians who work there. and And then, obviously, in addition to that, the Henry Ford Museum has um, a very extensive collection of um, artifacts that you know obviously deal both with the Ford Motor Company and the broader 
um, automotive and sort of transportation in America landscape. And uh, so, yeah, we, we are we are a company that is um, surrounded by by a great history, and, and we do try to celebrate it as much as we can. Hey, guys, are you swamped by emails? I know I am. Every single day I'm getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these. I'm spending hours and hours sorting out what's important and what's not. I was in the same spot until I found SaneBox. I'm telling you, I went after these guys. I found the product. Then I said, hey, guys, you got to come advertise on the show because SaneBox intelligently sorts your emails so that you can deal with the most important ones right away. Check out this time saver. Here's what you got to do. You want you want a free? You want to try it for free? This is what you got to do. Go to www.SaneBox, S-A-N-E box forward slash Hazlet forward slash Hazlet, and they'll give you a couple of free weeks right there. Compliments of Jeffrey Hazlet right here on All Business. Let me ask you, what kind of what kind of Ford are you driving? Um, I sort of uh, am lucky enough to sort of go back and forth between uh, a few different products. So um, I have an F-150 and, uh, and a Mustang that I kind of go back and forth between, but... Um, I get to I get to drive a few things now here and then. Well, but that's what they have. I mean, most people don't know. For the executives, you guys have like a stable of cars that you can come and go and tap in and tap out, right? I mean, because it yeah, gives you the it, experience. It gives you the experience. I mean, you need the experience of driving different cars. If you're only driving the F one four, you know, F one fifty, like I have an F one fifty, you you only know that experience. If you if you yeah. jump in another another one, like an Escort or something like that, it gives you a different experience. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and and thankfully, I mean, you don't even really have to be an executive. I mean, if you, um, you know, for for a lot of the folks in our marketing department and our in our product development departments, you know, we have fleet vehicles that we allow employees to you know take out for the night or the weekend and and allow them to drive and evaluate. So, um, yeah, we I mean we agree with you. It's important that that as employees of Ford, we experience um, and get to drive a lot of different products, and and um, it it you know it helps your overall. Um, you know, um, experience the, the, the well, ability you, to bring you, competitive products to market. Uh, yeah. Do a better job for the customers. I think that the more you yeah. get to experience, the better it is. What What's your favorite? What's your favorite Ford of all? Oh man, that's such a tough question to answer. Yeah. I uh, I I have. Um, well, I do own an old Bronco. I, I own a nineteen seventy oh. uh, Ford Bronco. My and, dad had a nineteen seventy uh, Ford Bronco. Oh yeah. What, what color? What color is it? Mine is uh, blue with a white top. Okay, his was the yellow, or you know that kind of uh, putty yellow that he used to have. Yeah. And with the white top, and uh, yeah. In in back 1970, is it four wheel drive? Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the locking wheels. You got to get outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. In, in the snow, and my dad used to make me do that. He would always sit inside. I had to go around and lock the wheels, and then I yep. used to operate a winch. He put a winch on the front of that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's I'd, a great, uh, I, yeah, it's it's a great vehicle. I'd give anything to have that car again. That, it was a great know. car. You know, my favorite, know. my my other one that's a favorite is the Gran Torino. I had a 1976 Ford Gran Torino with a with a Cleveland engine in it. And uh, and I'm not a car enthusiast. I sound like a car enthusiast. I don't know where the hell to put the spark plugs, but I can tell you about my Fords. How about that? I, I'm a big. And I even I got to tell you, I even had a Ford Pinto that I actually went to the airport one time to pick Ralph Nader up in. I have to tell you that. No kidding. Yeah, he the sucker wouldn't get in the car. 
He wouldn't get in the car. That was, a, that was back in 1979, I think, or 1980. That's hilarious. Yeah, I picked him up for an interview. Well, hey, I got to tell you, what a pleasure to have you on the show, and thanks for sharing, and what a cool car. I'm looking forward to the race coming up on June 18th to the 19th. Uh, it's going to be a great race. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, we're really excited. It's it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's uh, you know, everyone at Ford uh, and and so many of our customers too are are really um, passionate about what they do, and so this is uh, this is fun for for all of us to to be able to kind of retell a, a, an important chapter in our history. So we're uh, we're excited, and and uh, it should be a great race. All right, Henry. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, that wraps it up for the show. And after every show, I like to talk about what I learned. What I learned is you're not guaranteed anything in life. Here's a guy that's the great-great-grandson or great-grandson, I can't remember. Yeah, the great-grandson of Henry Ford, the founder of the company. And he knew that he had to work his way back in. He's worked his way back in. And look, he's leading one of the biggest uh, things inside of Ford today. And of course, he talked about a lot of his cousins. Wasn't that cool to listen to him talk about his cousins and his dad in the business? It's great to see that um, you know they've kept some people in the company. So uh, it's a reminder. Here's what I learned. Here's my big thing I learned. You sell you, sell the company, sell the company, sell you. So these guys have got the Ford name, Ford people out in front, active in the business because their name's on the company, their name's on the door. And I think that's pretty doggone good to be able to see people still active in the family business the way it should be. But doesn't mean you can't hand the reins over to some other talented individuals besides those people with your name. So don't forget that with the family business. And by the way, don't forget this as well. If you get to subscribe and you're subscribing to iTunes, and if you're not, um, Go subscribe, and if you can, leave us a review. Even if you don't like the show, leave us a review. Go like it, dislike it, whatever, and do me a favor and tell your friends to uh, tune in to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on CBS Play.it and iTunes. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.